Thank you. It is nice to see you, Swami Gnaneshwari. Wonderful. It was nice to see the dawn coming up behind you as you were chanting and meditating. And it is nice to be here with all of you. The topic for today is the lives of saints, which we will start after the opening prayer. Om Sahana Bhavatu Sahano Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastumavidvishavahai Om Shanti 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 The Hindu tradition is extremely unique in many ways most of all because what needs to be achieved for the human being the goal of the human being to be achieved according to the Hindu tradition is something that is achieved while in this body in this life itself so everything that one is endowed with this body this mind the senses and the various blessings of abilities potential talents contributions all this which constitute the individual so that the ultimate that which should be achieved can be achieved in this life is to be achieved here and now that is what sets this tradition apart from other traditions where the it appears that the afterlife is given more of a credence than this life this life is led yes and there are some values to be followed which are taught and everything but then there is a importance or focus given to something called afterlife we also have a concept of afterlife <laughs> swarga which uh, correlates to heaven naraka which correlates to hell and of course what makes you go there what makes one go there is the is the force of one's deeds karma and so the, the, we also have this but that is not the end of life the end of life cannot be after life otherwise what is the point of this life <laughs> why are we here <laughs> why should we know what is there to achieve if the end you know if the if the goal of life is uh, somewhere else then this life 
you know is in the danger of becoming like a bus stop where one you know buys some chewing gum and whiles away the time that that is not the point so the po what is the goal of the human existence if we ask this question why am i here what do i have to achieve one you know may think that the answers would be different based on where the person is and you know what is the person's uh, place gender nationality etc but uh, in the hindu tradition there is a universal goal and that goal a universal goal an absolute goal and what is that goal <laughs> that goal is to become a saint that is the destiny of everybody whether you like it or not whether you are ready for it or not whether you accept it whether you resist it this is what it is and what that saint is etc we will see as as this uh, uh, as we uh, you know go on this journey but for right now this is what is called parama purushartha sarvaihi purushaihi arthyate iti purushartha that which is desired universally by all beings no matter where they are no matter wherever they live whoever they are this is universal whether they lived in the medieval ages or now or whether it will be a next generation of beings that are go human beings that are going to come later still there is the what is called the absolute goal and that goal in the tradition is called moksha from the root verb much to be free to be free of what you know what what is there to be free of <laughs> well there is a whole list of things one wants to be free of and you can say you know starting with the annoying neighbor to somebody there or somebody one doesn't like in laws outlaws all these things and sometimes one doesn't like all the laws that one has to follow all these things are there a whole list of things from which one wants freedom what kind of freedom a freedom that is a lived forever freedom this is the goal in the hindu tradition and it's not just a goal of the hindu tradition it's a goal for all human beings everywhere it's not for somebody in india who is studying vedanta it's not a, a specific goal there are specific goals there are specific purusharthas or specific goals that one wants to attain maybe one wants to become a lawyer an engineer a teacher you know one wants to raise children so many goals are there those relative goals are are there they don't they don't uh, you know they don't contradict the absolute goal because the, the the relative goals which are specific to different beings at different times in different places the relative goals 
in a way they are there and that is because they are there in this relative transactional reality. This is where the relative goals are unfolding and there are so many things to achieve and uh, what I want to achieve is different from what he wants to achieve, what she wants to achieve, this we can say. Everybody has a different goal because each, each person is different and that is okay. But then we are not talking of the relative goals here. We are talking of that which is absolutely desired, absolutely, <laughs> completely. In fact, there is a yearning for this goal called moksha, which is very pertinent to this title, the lives of saints. Because moksha is nothing but freedom from every source of annoyance, anger, fear, sorrow, delusion. This is, you know, and in short, moksha is freedom from being what is called a wanting person. A person who is wanting all the time. Wanting what? All those relative goals. <laughs> the relative goals keep you in a cycle of action, result of action, and of course you don't approve of the result of action and therefore you unleash more actions and then more results. Once I went to an amusement park and then there I saw some kind of a, a machine. I asked, you know, it was a machine that was encased in some kind of a plastic. You could see all the parts and there was a place to put one quarter. I said, what does this do? <laughs> they said, oh, you know, I had just come from India. So they were very, my hosts were very eager to show me. Oh, this is, you know, you have come to America for the first time. Let's show you what it does. Go ahead and put the quarter. So very excitedly, I put the quarter and then it shook. Something happened. There was one, <laughs> there was one piston. It went like this. There was one wheel which was connected to the piston that kept on going like this. There were some other parts and some smaller wheels and everything. And then it just kept on going, very anticlimactic. And after a while, it stopped. <laughs> it did nothing. And then I said, "This is all. <laughs> this is what it does." <laughs> This is, this is the end of it? Yes, yes, yes. This, this is what it does. And then, oh, isn't this exciting? You know, I, I didn't want to offend my hosts, but, but I didn't particularly think it was very exciting. In fact, it was just like what one calls life, because this is what it is. There is agitation, there is movement, there is a lot of going, and there is a lot of coming, but nothing seems to happen. Nothing at all seems to happen. Why? Because the longing for the absolute goal is displaced onto the relative goals. This is, this is the main reason why one feels like that machine. A lot is going on, but nothing is produced, nothing is happening. 
it's anticlimactic. There is no satisfaction in seeing things in action without really, a, you know, the product that one wants. So what is this want? What is the product that one wants? One wants to be free of sorrow. One wants to be free of anger. One wants to be free of fear. One wants to be free of smallness. That's really what it is. One wants to be big, huge, all pervasive. <laughs> and that is where the, 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 the relative goals of wanting this, that or the other in a way are an offshoot of not understanding and not pursuing the absolute goal. This is what it is. And so therefore what? So therefore a, a, a kind of a inner uh, revolution of one's vision is needed. A, a, a feeling uh, of first a feeling, a strong feeling nothing is happening. What I want I am not getting through this production oriented life. I try to produce success. I try to produce some, you know, name, fame, accomplishments. But the more I do that, the more like this machine that I saw in the amusement park, lot of movement, lot of activity and then nothing. Being connected in this way to action and its results is a kind of a slavery. And this slavery is because of this addiction. The addiction to action is the addiction to the result of action. Action being finite, the results of action are also finite. And therefore, I can never appear to produce what I really want, <laughs> that bigness, in fact, that infinity, which the Shastra, which all the teachings say is something that is already accomplished. It is already accomplished. And if it is already accomplished, then it is not a matter for doing, it's a matter <laughs> for knowing. And this is what the saints know. Whether they, they teach it or not, that's a different thing. That's a very, very different thing. Because it may not be everybody's destiny to teach, the relative destiny I'm talking about. It may not be that. But this is what is meant by the word saint in the Shastra. In vernacular Indian languages, the word for saint is actually very interestingly close to the English word santa. Sant, we say. <laughs> Sant and saint, they seem to be, to be rhyming. And we think, oh, maybe the, the Hindi word uh, Sant, uh, and the, in the vernacular languages, Sant has come from saint. <laughs> or maybe saint has come from Sant. <laughs> well, that will be, that, be some kind of an interesting linguistic research. But how did the word sant, santa come, you know, in, uh, in, the, uh, in the Sanskrit? Very interesting. Saint 
Santa. This, uh, you know, that's why we have Saint Kabir is called Santa Kabir, Sant Tulsi Das, Sant Ram Das. Uh, they are all called Sant. <laughs> Where did this word Santa come from? It comes from the word Sat. Sat means to be. Sun. <laughs> this is how it declines because in Sanskrit we have declensions. Sun, Santau. Santaha, plural, Santaha. <laughs> those, so saint means those that exist. Well, I also exist. So does that mean I am a saint? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but do you know that, <laughs> do you know the truth of this existence? That is the question here and that is the idea. In the Taittiriya Upanishad, this word comes. Asanneva sabhavati asad brahmeti veda chet asti brahmeti chet veda santamenam tato viduriti. This word santa comes in the second chapter of the Taittiriya Upanishad where it discusses the uh, it discusses the nature of Brahman. Brahman means limitlessly big. And what is it that's limitlessly big? That which is you is limitlessly big. The truth of you is limitlessly big. The crying, faded, jaded jiva is actually limitlessly big. The complaining individual is limitlessly big. This is the vision of the Shastra. And this is a vision which if one doesn't know, it's a very, very costly mistake. Because as we saw earlier, the loss of the infinite is indeed an infinite loss. It's a costly mistake because it leaves one in the grinding you know, in the grind, in the daily grind of action, reaction, and then reacting to the uh, the results of action, and then acting again. Shrouded in misery, constant disappointment, constant discontent. And therefore, this is, this is what has to be understood, because it is the universal destiny of the human being. Unlike many other cultures or many other uh, uh, religions, sainthood is not bestowed on a select few people who do miracles. That is not what sainthood is about and it's not bestowed by some authority. Here it's one's own destiny initiated by one's own uh, actions. And what kind of actions uh, here? A kind of a non-action action. The action of, of letting go. The action of studying this Shastra. The action of being rather than acting in a certain way. So there is nobody to say that you, should, you will be a saint. And then there is a stamp. Okay, sainthood has been bestowed. Sainthood is not bestowed. Sainthood is one's birthright. It has to be actualized. It has to be, it has to be understood. It has to be assimilated and it has to be lived. This is what is the Santa. 
So this uh, uh, this uh, quotation from the Taittiriya Upanishad so means the following: Asat eva sabhavati, the one who says that Brahman, Bhagavan, Ishvara, that limit, that which is Satchidananda, that which is the source of this entire universe, starting with one's own body-mind-sense complex, the one who says, this Brahman does not exist, what happens to that person? That person becomes Asat. <laughs> Asat means non-existent. The denial of Brahman, the source of this universe, the source of oneself, really, the truth of oneself, is a rankest form of self-denial. This is what the Taittiriya Upanishad says. Asanevasa bhavati saha, this individual bhavati becomes asat, non-existent. If you say that there is no Brahman and you happen to be Brahman and you are saying there is no Brahman then uh, one becomes a laughing stock or one is as good as non-existent but then in the true Upanishad style both are given so if you if you deny Brahman you are denying yourself and then if you affirm Brahman <laughs> Asti Brahmeti Ched Veda, the one who knows what? Asti Brahma. Brahma, Asti. Brahman exists. Brahman is a reality that I have to understand. And in fact, here it should be understood Brahma Aham Asmi. Aham Brahmasmi. I am that Brahman. When this internalization takes place, when this understanding deeply takes place, Santamenam tato viduriti. Know this person to be existent. <laughs> so the saints are who? People who simply are. <laughs> That's are what? Are, are, are beings who, who have understood their bigness. And this is something which is which seems like a uh, you know a simplistic definition but actually it is very very profound and therefore in the Bhagavad Gita and also in the Upanishads we, there are always and again also another place Ramayana Mahabharata there are there are role models there are role models and these role models are what make life worth living because otherwise you know here is this common destiny for everybody the common human destiny is to be be be, uh, be grow into this bigness which means what on the relative level one grows to be more compassionate more accommodative less reactive and more contented in other words, one grows into being an appreciative, objective, non-demanding and contented person. This is the growth. This is a universal growth. It's not a growth for people in China, just for people in China and it's not a growth just for people in India. It is for everybody. If you are in a human body, this is your common destiny. 
and it is something that everybody wants you go ask anybody anywhere in any language would you like to be more compassionate they will say yes <laughs> would you like to be more accommodated they will say yes they may say yes i would like to be more dharmic i would like to be more accommodative but the neighbor is not very accommodative they may say that but that's okay but still they want to do this that is why it is a universal it's a purusha artha it is sarvaihi purushaihi arthyate it is something that is desired by all of course the million dollar question is how to get there from the non appreciative complaining discontented <laughs> being and according to the upanishad non being how do i get to the place of a of a person who is compassionate accommodative appreciative non demanding and contented person where is the where is the trajectory where is the blueprint and that is why i love this topic so much that is where the topic of the lives of saint comes in thank god because all i have to do is see how they lead their lives or how they have led their lives and that becomes a sadhana a blueprint very very beautiful and that is what the bhagavad gita adi shankara commenting on the latter uh, portion of the second chapter says this that the lakshana of a gyani gyani means the one who is sat the one who knows that i am the source of everything i am one with bhagavan the one who has this understanding that is called a gyani and so the gyani is one who who is you know who has this understanding so the lakshana the characteristics of the gyani is what become the sadhana for the for the agyani agyani means the one who doesn't have this knowledge or we can say since nobody is really an agyani gyani wanna be so the one who is on the road to becoming agyani agyani wanna be you know it becomes a wonderful blueprint so how do i look for the saints what will they be wearing how will they be walking will they talk slowly deliberately like this <laughs> or in a soft tone <laughs> or will they eat certain things only they will live on roots and fruits these are all stereotypes which we have in out of reading this you know reading narratives watching movies even in bollywood movies you'll have see one fellow with a top knot and sitting under a tree etc so maybe that is what you know is some kind of a collective imagination and in fact even arjuna had the same doubts sita pragnasya ka bhasha samadhistasya keshava sitadhik kim prabhasheta kimasita vrajeta kim he asks how do i recognize the 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 saint how do i uh, what, what what will they wear first of all is it a dadi wala dadi wala means one with a beard or <laughs> without a beard who is this <laughs> and will this saint you know will will this saint be eating uh, you know dumplings or idlis or wha- what what is this saint eating how is this saint talking 
how do they sit how do they walk oh please enlighten me oh krishna <laughs> krishna smiles krishna says this is not how to decide who is the saint because the, the saint from china will be eating dumplings and <laughs> and the saint from india will be tucking in some idlis this is not the the way to understand how they walk how they talk etc that belongs to the personality but what are we talking about we are talking about purusha the person personality comes and goes and even the suffix ality comes and goes without affecting the word person purusha sarvan purayati iti purusha the, the one who completes everything the one who fills up everything this is the etymology of the word purusha and so therefore what is you know so uh, lord krishna answers the spirit of the question not how what the saint is eating where the saint is going and uh, what are they you know what is what are they drinking that is immaterial look at their demeanor look at the way they relate to the, uh, to other jivas look at the way they relate to their own body look at the way they relate to other beings to the jagat to ishvara and that is what uh, one understands from you know uh, as saintly saintliness is something that that is, that one is not born with one cultivates with practice after following this blueprint what is this blueprint very simple blueprint and the answer is given right away bhagavan krishna just gives the answer prajahati yada kaman sarvan parthamanogatan atman yevatmana tushtah sthita pragnyasta dochyate the person is known as someone who is firm in the truth of their self firmly rooted in the uh, in total self acceptance of who they are why how because they they because of two things one is as the fancies come in the mind even before acting to fulfill the fancies they are able to let them go and this is what we did during the meditation so amignaneshwari told us uh, whenever the thoughts come don't entertain them let them go let them be and that is exactly what the saint is able to do 24/7365 let go of whatever comes all the fancies come all nonsensical thoughts nonsensical ideas you know the, before it becomes a desire it's in the form of a fancy it looks harmless but actually it it, it doesn't take long for it to get rooted in the mind and then it is watered with aspiration and then it fruits uh, it it grows flowers and fruits and then it becomes firmly rooted so even at the level of fancy when it is easier to deal with as it comes say bye bye <laughs> bye bye this is this is what uh, the first thing to do to in emulating the lives of saints is to <laughs> is to just have a hanky <laughs> and just say wave goodbye to all the fancies 
but why hanky so that it will be useful to wipe the eyes later because one will be disappointed naturally in the beginning one will say oh i can't have this i can't have that so after you wave goodbye you can just dab your eyes and then come back to yourself this is the eye. this is the idea so you learn to wave goodbye why why should i wave goodbye because it really doesn't matter what you want is is to grow emotional maturity you 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 want to grow you want to grow to be big and this bigness is you know the is not just in the form of some kind of a esoteric knowledge in the pages of the upanishad it's a lived reality which has a very interesting and paradoxical connection with what is uh, talked about and taught in the shastras until one cultivates this the shastra doesn't speak <laughs> and until the shastra speaks it is difficult to cultivate the bigness so <laughs> one has to start somewhere uh, you know to to get out of this impasse start with oneself and that bigness is is the second thing that uh, you know lord krishna talks about and and this bigness is expressed through a very simple maxim what is that atmani eva atmana tushtah tushtah contented how by oneself in oneself contented oh i am also fine i can be by myself yes but leave the phone here okay leave the phone with me and then let's see how long you are fine oh that's okay i have my laptop leave also the laptop leave every device you know that begins with i iphone ipad i this i that and then i will see whether you <laughs> whether you say i mad or not okay <laughs> from ipad and without that ipad to i mad doesn't take too long <laughs> doesn't take too long so here without any of your devices without any of your objects of desires are you able to be sitting quietly and contentedly Uh, and truly with uh, saying that uh, that you have nothing to accomplish at all that everything is okay whatever is going on in the world the things you know uproar in uh, afghanistan and then uh, flash floods in the east coast and then fires in the west coast and then uh, ida in the middle somewhere in the south all these you know are you okay and if you are able to say yes <laughs> that that means it is one is on the way to being saintly this is the these are the two primary things that uh, arjuna talks about and very difficult how to how to understand it and that's why you know the the the, the gita unfolds the bhagavad gita unfolds in little short uh, little bursts of this knowledge as much as one can assimilate and now we fast forward to chapter 12 and the latter half of chapter 12 is again a a treasure house of verses that talk about how to cultivate this kind of a saintliness what is it that sets one the sadhaka apart from these saints and and there all these things advesta sarvabhutanam maitra karuna evacha what is the, the the lived life of saints we see a very glorious picture that is there 
And the first thing that is talked about is Advestaha Sarva Bhutanam. The, the one who does not have strong preferences or strong prejudices with regard to other beings in the world. The one that is able to be at peace. Maitraha. Maitri means like a, a, a general friendliness. Karuna. Compassion. And there is a Shanti. There is an ability to override the emotions that come. The force of the emotions coming from the unresolved hurts and pains of the subconscious and the unconscious mind, it is there in everybody. But in the life of a saint, the saint has been able to have self-mastery, also in the Taitriya Upanishad called as Swarajya, Svasyarajya, Swarajya, the kingdom of the self. So one, when one reigns over the kingdom of the self, the whole world spins in one's hand. And this is the truth of all, you know, Eastern traditions. You, you look at, you know, you look at the teachings of Confucius, you look at the teachings of Taoism, uh, everything. It's the same thing, exactly the same thing. You manage yourself. This you, <laughs> you know, you manage your own body. You manage, learn to manage your mind, manage your senses, and then what? And the whole world will just give itself over to you. And then those of us who have had the good fortune to meet saintly people, gurus, and saintly people in our lives, we know, we know the transformation. Just sitting in front of them, we see that, you know, there, there is, is uh, uh, all the pains and sorrows are gone. In a way, they are sponges that absorb all this and, and that just uh, and exude a certain peace. And that peace you feel it because it belongs to you. <laughs> it, we, we think it is coming from the saint because <laughs> we use a kind of a crude, uh, what should I say, maxim of Anvaya and Vyatireka is some kind of a, mm, uh, you, you know, concomitant, uh, you know, some kind of a con concomitance uh, uh, maxim. Like, okay, saint is there, I am there. <laughs> In the When the presence of the saint is there, I feel all nice, happy, warm and loving. And then <laughs> when, the say, when I get up and go away, all the misery comes. And therefore, the happiness, the peace, the love, the compassion must belong to that person. <laughs> no, <laughs> it belongs to you. In fact, you know, uh, the uh, spoiler alert, the Atma of the saint is your own Atma because there is only one Atma. There is only one Atma. Atma of the saint is you. Atma means the, the I. The I in the saint is the I that is in you, is the I in the he, the I in the she. It's all one. There is not the saint's Atma separate and that is what it is. So what happens when I go and sit in front of the saint, a, a saintly person, what is the cause for the transformation? The cause for the transformation is <laughs> your own receptivity. You are open, you are receptive, and then what happens is that they model that which you long for. They model that which you are desperate for. 
that shanti that peace this is what you know they model and that is why you are transformed it is not a property of the saint it is peace compassion love receptivity accommodation forgiveness all these are not copyrighted by the saints they are all things that 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 are your birthright one knows the other is in the process of knowing that's the only difference and therefore when we look at the lives of saints we see at least the ones that we know uh, which are famous we see that their lives were not a picnic it's not that everybody just said wonderful things and they had a wonderful life you you see that there are so many difficulties some of them are unimaginable difficulties and you see the you know you see that from kashmir in in the north to kanyakumari in the south you see that and uh, in karnataka there uh, you know in the 8th uh, 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 in the uh, 11th century there was a saint akka mahadevi and uh, she just uh, you know the father uh, or the mother somebody uh, decided to get her married she was about 16 or something and then she said no 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 I, i'm not going to get married i don't want to get married and uh, this is not for me and the parents didn't listen because there was so much uh, pressure to you know this is this was what the culture was if you had a daughter and she was of marriageable age you get her married and the father said something like you know oh so i have paid for this i have paid for your clothes i have paid for all this <laughs> and and then what she did was she just took off all her clothes right there and just walked away into the forest beautiful poetry she has written wonderful poetry and one of them says um something like you know i have been a bird i have been a crocodile i have been a beast i have been a uh, you know i have been prey i have been uh, preyed upon i in another life by by that same bird which i was in the previous life and when are you going to uh, relieve me of this of this difficult and uh, you know this this horrible existence and then everybody in the forest also thought she was mad this is one more thing you know one more thing that we see from the lives of saint is that they get to the place of inner strength that the 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 uh, the, um, the disease which the rest of the people appear to have and what is the disease called the disease has a name what will other people think it is that is the disease <laughs> what will they think they are not thinking anything you lead your life no 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 what will they think if i start to have vairagya why are you worried about them <laughs> this is what is called <laughs> what will other people think it is it's that it's a disease of samsara it's a subset of samsara syndrome this is what the disease is and in the saints you know they can drop their clothes they don't have anything and then the uh, the sages in the forest recognized her greatness recognized akka's greatness and they said you know they are uh, even though she was much younger to them they addressed her as mother and they said mother 
please grow you have a so much wonderful hair please grow it long so that people don't look at you badly it's not for your sake for our sake please grow it long and so when you see photos of akka mahadevi if you google don't do it now okay yeah because in the in the description um of the retreat it says please do, do not multitask i read that very nice <laughs> so so uh, so we have to pay attention now later you google and if you see the photos you uh, pictures drawings you will see her completely clad in her own hair very very beautiful amazing and then you see tulasi das the author of the ramacharitamanas and it is said that you know he also had lot of difficulties very very hard life and the only ray of hope in his life was his marriage he was married to someone who was loving beautiful caring a delightful lady and he was so he could not be separated from her and then what you know the ancient uh, you know in the medieval times whatever some kind of a hurricane came in fact it is not hari uh, hurricane it is hari came okay yeah that is what hurricane is <laughs> it is hari who has come that is what it is it's a manifestation of bhagavan so this hurricane um, you know caused flash floods etc and then uh, she had gone to visit her relatives she had gone to her native place and then he was just bereft he said oh then now the the waters are rising of the river how will i sleep without seeing her how will i do this and then in that and he was so mad in love madly in love he went you know in that crocodile infested water swam across that in the rain in this riptide in the in all this he swam across that and then the river and then he couldn't even find out which is her house because it was all under water but thankfully the family had repaired to uh, 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 the upstairs attic and so then he he just went to her house and started to cry are you okay are you okay are you okay and then she did not come to the window for a long time then she came to the window and then surprisingly she scolded him she said you like a mad man after me after this body that is going to age that is going to be become a skeleton one day you are so madly in love with me after this mind that is just going to dust and it's just going to go away uh, and if you ha- show even half of this madness to seek the lord imagine the heights you will reach so saying she closed the windows she didn't even invite him and said okay the weather is bad spend the night here and then go back in the morning she closed the doors and windows she went back who is the saint here you know she had so much she knew her husband's greatness and her and his potential and she had that courage to send him back and that's when he went back and then he he had a big transformation he had a huge transformation and started to write the story of his ishta devata uh, lord rama he composed the ramacharitamanas so like this you know it's not just in this culture in every culture there are you know there are people who stand out 
and so therefore what, what is you know what is needing to be done is cultivate in our lives a saintliness and if you say okay i cannot become tulsi das and i cannot become akka mahadevi or whoever you know i cannot be jesus i cannot be this one i cannot be that one doesn't matter you cultivate even we cultivate even one hundredth of what they have that itself is a huge blessing how to do that some you know people always tell me <laughs> i want some practical tips okay so now we have reached the portion of the talk which will gives a few practical tips the first thing of course and which is the uh, you know the the theme uh, which has been the theme of this entire retreat is uh, you know service love and service so there is something about seva what it does what seva does is that it 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 gives a jump start a kick start from wherever one is to a certain level of growth and seva doesn't you know seva is misunderstood seva doesn't mean i work without pay somewhere that is not what we are talking of seva seva is in the bhava bhava means the attitude with which one does something and that same seva bhava you can have serving the people in your own home in your own home because generally the idea is you know the the generally what people do let me just get over something quickly i have to cook okay let me cook quickly and finish it off <laughs> and then somebody says oh but i want this i want that children say then there is annoyance i have to do something quickly and finish it off this is not seva this is not yoga yoga here is karma yoga a kind of a union with what you do and you you become one with what you do and how we how do you become one with what you do because you are not doing this for yourself You're, there is a greater good there so your attitude you become one with what you do because what you do is bhagavan karma yoga is doing bhagavan day by day because what is bhagavan everything whatever whoever you are serving is a manifestation of bhagavan your action is bhagavan result of action is bhagavan that is why we say brahmarpanam brahma havihi brahma agnau brahmana hutam brahmaivate nagantavyam brahma karma samadhina even though it is a pre lunch prayer it is it is not just for lunch it is for whole of life the doer is brahman the result of action is brahman the ingredients in doing is brahman brahman here is bhagavan ishvara the lord the goddess and so therefore there is in this loving service there is you know the in the beginning the service may not be loving so in this in the beginning one learns to serve and serving here seva is nothing but giving this giving becomes extremely important and in the beginning uh, there is you know it is very difficult to open the fist <laughs> uh, you know every a jewish rabbi told me this once and i have never forgotten it made an impression on me a child is always born with closed fists 
and then when the person dies the person has open hands this is the journey of life the instinct is to hold the instinct is to you know have things for oneself because of that you know insecurity left over from animalistic births from previous uh, you know incarnations perhaps who knows and so in learning to give well you know just like the whole life is taken for <laughs> for the child to grow into an adult and that you know we are not talking of the physical growth we are talking of the inner child growing into a secure being and you cross the bridge of not giving by giving whenever there is insecurity you give oh i don't have time volunteer somewhere oh i don't have money doesn't matter give just a quarter that's okay give as much as you can give just you know maybe a cup of coffee whatever it costs give a little bit and then you know give a give a little more my guru swami dayananda ji always used, used to say give learn to give until it hurts if it hasn't if it doesn't hurt that means you haven't given <laughs> very nice but one slowly grows small baby steps in, in the matter of service which is actually giving you give of yourself you give the best that you have to the world and what you you will see that the best will come back to you because that is what is the beauty of giving you give 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 and then you you inspire people in two ways first is as soon as you enter a room they don't run away <laughs> you know because you are a giving person they don't they're not afraid of you in addition to giving you have given them abhaya you have you have said don't don't fear i am here don't be afraid of me so that is one of the beautiful fruits of giving so in giving you 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 you, you become an in the second thing is in giving you you feel good imagine when you have to go ask somebody for money what is your demeanor like you know you look to the left who is listening you look to the right and you slowly you become small you slowly approach the person and say can i please have a little bit you know there is this you know khudrata this smallness but imagine when you're in a position of giving ha ah, bigness there is that a certain bigness is there yes i can do this yes i'm able to give yes i want to give and just see in these two demeanors which would you rather be because the the the, the asker is always the consumer is always a wanting person so therefore the life you know the life of a saint is the one that has you know transfer the person has transformed herself or himself from a consumer to a contributor that is what one wants to be that is what is the baby steps of saintliness you learn to contribute wherever it is of your time of your wealth of your resources and the word i don't have goes from the vocabulary taking along with it that smallness 
because for the person who says i don't have enough to give whatever that that uh, giving is time money etc the, the one who says i don't have enough to give feels small and the more one says it the more that smallness becomes a very big orientation and therefore that orientation is dropped by giving anger is overcome by managing the anger and the capacity to accommodate compassion finally compassion accommodativeness is gained by indulging in practicing acts of compassion you know i read one uh, what is that called that uh, sticker behind the car bumper sticker and there it said practice random acts of compassion i just wondered to myself what other kind of compassion is there <laughs> if it is a calculated compassion it's not compassion if i want something from you and therefore i'm being nice to you that's not compassion compassion is naturally random kindness is naturally random by by default by definition so if you want to evoke if you want to discover the saint in you behave like a saint that's all it is behave like a saint you know this is you know this is what happened to me you know when i was small when i was a young girl i read one uh, what was that called one book it was called the nun's story okay and then i went and told my mother i think i know what i want to be in my life i want to become a nun okay and <laughs> i thought maybe she will have none of it but she very wise lady what did she say she says okay you can start living right now she says i will also read the book and then okay so from now on no more chocolates no more friends and no more uh, second helpings of whatever you like and then so you have to sleep on the floor because this lady slept on the floor and then you have to do all this and then after a week i said i don't think i want to be a nun okay i also so like this you 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 act it out but i'm not feeling compassionate right now you just you know as my guru used to say as though fake it and make it oh so you are asking me to tell lies no i'm not asking you to tell lies <laughs> i'm asking you to be uh, what should i say authentic absolutely and when you are in absolute authenticity you are compassionate you are giving you bypass all these little little you know parsimony miserliness all this you bypass when you are happy you, you, that's how you are you are compassionate accommodate giving serving loving naturally compassion and love are the dynamic forms of ananda which is one's nature so here you are as though faking it <laughs> because there is a big resistance there is a parallel reality that is just uh, you know uh, overshadowing everything and so then you therefore that resistance is overcome by practicing the art of giving art of serving and practicing acts of compassion doesn't change doesn't take place in a day 
just like if you go to the gym and then go like this <laughs> oh did something happen where is my muscle there is no muscle okay <laughs> then next day you go no muscle third day you go no muscle after one month you regularly go when baby muscle is born same thing here a saint is not <laughs> born a saint <laughs> is you know a saint is what one uh, what one quote unquote as though becomes which one uh, by discovering the truth of oneself and you know with that we will stop here uh, you know there's a lot more to say but the time is there you know time is gone now so this is this much is enough something to think about some food for thought some sharing that's all once again uh, many thanks to uh, swami sita ji and uh, for inviting me and to all the swamis of the ashram uh, who i know and love and then uh, thank you very much for all your uh, support and help in uh, making this a wonderful program i have not been able to 